I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. This episode is brought to you by Undeniably Dairy. Dairy farmers are more than farmers. They're climate caretakers. They see water as a precious resource. Most farmers recycle water up to four times, from chilling the milk to irrigating the crops. And some even use technology to turn manure into renewable energy. To learn more about what dairy farmers are doing to make their farms more sustainable, visit usdairy.com. TMS is brought to you daily, by and large, by the support of our patrons at patreon.com slash TMS, like Dylan Sainsbury, Doug Wielder, and Keg Tapper. Coming up on TMS, Eartha Kit Cosplay. My identity was nearly lifted. She trained the cats to usually do tricks. Pandamanians. Google doesn't do that shit for free. Is her cough finally in beta? Cilantro Murphy. If you're under seven foot, I ain't heard of you. No mob activity here, wink. Rest in peace, Ms. Marvel. Long live Ms. Marvel. Crossing frozen rivers. Guys, hold yourself. It'll be on fire tonight. (laughs) 50% cats doing tricks, 50% cats not doing tricks. Scammers, give me the butt. Marvel's multiverse malaise with major spoilers and more on this episode of the morning stream. Here is a shocking heads up for parents about teen drug use. One Florida Sheriff's Department warns there's a new way for your kids to get high. And as Fox City's Jack Miller reports, they're using raw sewage. We've got a good imagination. The morning stream. I wonder what kind of world we're opening the door on. Hello, everybody. Welcome to TMS. It's the morning stream uh, for what is today? Monday, July 24th, 2023. If you're here in Utah, happy Pioneer Day. Oh, fun. Yeah. Another enjoy those fireworks. Yeah. Part two, everybody. Ugh. (laughs) <laughs> so gnarly. In fact, they've been doing it for days, so <clears throat> I'm already annoyed. Half our neighbors are blowing stuff up last night at like, you know, midnight, one o'clock in the morning. And I'm just like, really? Guys, it's bad enough we have two firework days in July here in this state. Can you just hold yourselves until tonight? Can't you do that? Because tonight it's going to all be on fire again. I don't know why we're doing this. It's so stupid. Anyway, uh, I mean, whatever. I don't want to look, I don't want to besmirch the historical significance of the pioneers entering the valley and deciding this is where we'll go. That's all cool. 
right? 1800s bullshit. It's good. Yeah. Yeah. People yeah. people died to get here. I get it. It's, it was a different time. Uh, uh, it's all kinds of crazy business, crossing frozen rivers and getting weird diseases and falling over dead next to a tree and then going, well, we got to keep moving. Like there's it's a significant thing. I get it. But it we is. don't need it to is. be setting everything on fire with fireworks twice in the same month in the hottest summer right. we've had in years. Okay? All right. Yes, exactly. Uh, Brian Ibbett here. And, and oh, me, yes. Scott. Hi. Hello. It's nice to see Hi. you. Hi. Hello. <laughs> Brian Ibbett here, Scott. Yeah. Not there. Yeah. Let's be let's be clear. If there are new listeners, uh, we don't want to confuse them. I saw a lot of you Brian this Brian Ibbett here. Yeah, here, not there. Scott Johnson there. We played. We had a play date. That was fun. Oh, we, that was uh, great. Recorded two different uh, uh, film sack sessions mm-hmm. to a sandbag for this three stupid... technically. Yeah, I guess three technically. Oh yeah, you're right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, that's a lot. I, I went. And, uh, D- Tina took me out to a uh, a mystery date where I saw the uh, the Acro Cats. Oh yeah, um, tell me more about this. So it's like cats that can do weird shit. Cats that uh, do cat things, um, but they do them on platforms. Basically, it's you know, uh, I, I I shouldn't downplay this because this actually was a really really fun um, mystery date. But basically, it's a woman who has trained about twelve cats. She and her her group have trained about twelve cats to usually do tricks mm. and because they're cats uh, the usually is in bold uh probably capitalized and underlined as well okay. um but it was this little theater called the bug theater here in colorado this little independent theater it would be a perfect place for a same-sex mary um show not a concert but like one of their production stage show things like they did for their wedding that we never got to see Oh, right. I'm looking at the stage. Um, it's a very spacious sort of... Um, you could do all kinds of crap on there, it looks like. Yeah. Lots well, uh, in this case, they had a lot of uh, carpeted platforms, uh, really tall carpeted poles. Uh, uh, what else? Um, a skull, because one cat just loves to sit on a skull, on a rounded, glitter-covered skull. How? Do, well, uh, there it is. They just showed it. How do they... How do they um... Keep these and some of this video looks like the cats don't want anything to do with any of this. Yeah, that's kind of what I mean. The cats went back and forth between like, oh, I totally want to do this. Like there were a couple of cats up there. You put a uh, one of those desk bells in front of them. Those ding ding ding. Can I have some service, please? Ding 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 ding. Yeah, and yeah. the cat just sits there, ding 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 ding, actively waiting for a treat. And his little <laughs> paws just go ding 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 ding, like freaking you know, like Sal- like Tio Salamanca in Bra- uh, Breaking Bad. <laughs> Watching, realizing that Walter White is the guy who shot uh, Tico or something. Wow, wow. But, um, is there uh, a chicken involved? I see a chicken somehow. There's a, a chicken named Cluck Norris. Yeah, oh they, 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 the, the chicken and the cats compete in a, a round of bowling. The, the entertainment value of this, for me, was really split 50-50. Mm. 50% enjoying watching these cats like jump through hoops and pull a little cord that pulls up an applause flag and one cat is freaking playing the drums like it's basically two drumsticks on hinges above a set of drums and he's batting down the tips of the drumsticks so that the lever the seesaw action goes <laughs> i mean did it work it was, like, was it functional at all or was it just like a bunch it was of totally nonsense? functional oh yeah like okay. another cat is is putting his arms over guitar and like plucking the strings like pulling playing with the strings and making it sound like it that's 50 percent of the entertainment value the other 50 percent is watching these cats say nah 
I really, I really, I don't want to do a trick. I'm going to rub against your leg. Uh, I'm going to rub against this box over here. Wow. I'm going to run into the audience as fast as I can. <laughs> wow. There's a guy Which in the background. Like- I'm watching this lady. So she looks like an Eartha Kit cosplay, first of all. I guess that's a thing, right? <laughs> Um, oh really? Okay, yeah. I did not see her. Uh, um, that's funny. But she's got she's doing her thing out here trying to train him, and then behind him, she's there's a guy with a symbol and a chicken, and the Cluck Norris is just pecking at the symbol. Oh, I see the cosplay because she's wearing like the uh, the Catwoman. Uh, yes. Yeah. Right. This I think this was filmed in Oregon, so different different theater, but yeah. Interesting. That sounds. Yes. I mean, that sounds like a thing I would go to. Just it actually was entertaining as hell, and uh, I really, really enjoyed it. Well, so good, good on, good on Tina for uh, picking yet another winner of a mystery date that I would have no, no way of predicting, no way of guessing what uh, uh, what was going to be. How's her? Uh, has her cough finally abated? She good there on that? Front? Yeah, she's her cough is is very minimal. Still coughing. She's taking stuff for it. But coughing is is minimal. She's off the oxygen. I still have the tanks here. They still have not come and picked all this crap up. Oh man! Um, but uh, those slackers. They yeah. are. They're total slackers. Uh, we both went uh, separately, but uh, both went to see Barbie. We did. I yeah. saw Barbie on Saturday because a brother-in-law had extra tickets and called me and said, "Hey, um, the people who are going with us don't want to go. Do you want these tickets?" I'm like, "Sure, we'll go with you guys." always love seeing Richard and Audra, so we went out there, yeah. and uh, uh, we dressed up because Kim had stuff ready for this, and that annoyed me. I was annoyed, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but she had it ready, and then we took pictures in the stupid Barbie box, and um, yep. then we went and watched the movie, and I think that's about the only way you make a Barbie movie. I don't know any <laughs> other way to make it. Honestly, like no. I, it's you, yeah. you really are forced or faced with this reality of, I don't know, I got halfway through it and went, this literally is the only way this works. You yes. can't do this. Can't to, be an. I mean, it could be animated, no, but then it would it just could be. be for but it's kids. not not for this audience. Not for an audience that you want. If they had to Brady Bunch movie it basically, make it so that the Barbie world is this own little clueless micro micro world inside the bigger real world. And when you know, like just like the Bradys, when they stepped outside that their little Brady Bunch bubble. Um, spoilers to that uh, uh, 1992 movie or whatever, it was. whatever that was. Yeah, yeah. Uh, when they step out of their bubble, it's you know it's a whole different world, and, and we won't spoil anything, obviously. But uh, no, there's nothing to spoil. <laughs> Someone will still think we're spoiling, but we're not. Um, it's right. good though. It's fun and heartfelt and weird. That my favorite part of it is yeah. how freaking weird it is. It's not that there are times where. You'll, they'll do something that I, I am weirded out by, and then I'll go, wow, in the wrong hands, that's yeah. stup- That's really stupid what they just did. But because it's handled in a certain way, it actually worked somehow, and I didn't expect... I don't know what I expect. I went in with no expectations, to be honest. Yeah. I kind of just knew yeah. that I like the principal players. I like Greta Gerwig. I like the idea yeah. of trying to make something like this. And that's all I had, and I came out delighted i thought it was great how'd you how'd you fare agreed yeah Yeah. everything everything you said and uh in full agreement helen mirren's narration throughout the whole movie is fantastic it's it's uh she's she's a star kate mckinnon playing i think a role that only kate mckinnon could play (laughs) no that was perfect casting absolutely perfect perfect casting casting. yeah um uh freaking dua lipa in a film for for pete's sake yeah Uh, yeah that was cool um, yeah, and, and uh, 
really, really enjoyed it. Uh, the only, you know, I, I talk about these um, movie theater experiences. And for any other movie, this would have irritated me. And for this one, it was like, okay, if you have to. But the uh, the group of women, three women sitting next to me, not Tina and Aunt Barb, mm-hmm. <laughs> but the other side of me, um, felt like this was, uh, there were moments of karaoke in this movie where uh, when Matchbox 20 decides to sing, uh, they're going to just sing along. And uh, right. fortunately, that, that ended fairly quickly. But Yeah, uh, yeah. There's a. It was a fun. Okay, I'll tell you one moment where the lo- audience lost lost its mind uh, was when. Well, I, I don't want to give this away actually, but it you and I talked matter. about it, and our yes, audience, yes. our audience lost it. Thought it was the funniest. It's I did a too. Fantastic it was really fourth wall break by the narration. Yeah, and you and you will not see it coming, and it's you kind of. Here's why it's brilliant. The whole time that scene's playing out, I'm thinking mm-hmm. what she's about to say. I just didn't realize mm-hmm. she was going to say it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it was like one of the most participatory, <laughs> like I'm I'm participating in this movie moments I've had in quite some time. Um, yeah. But congratulations, because, because between it and Oppenheimer, uh, it was the biggest weekend in film, uh, blockbuster film, money making, whatever, since Endgame. Yeah. Um, and this Crazy, year, right? Yeah, yeah, this year Barbie's the highest weekend of any movie and mm-hmm. them together and I, I think what was it 300 something million for them 178 Great. million for Oppenheimer for which Oppenheimer. is yeah. really high for like a historical drama it's just you know it's obviously more than that because Christopher Nolan and everybody everybody knows him but yeah but it's big that's a big deal it's yeah. a big deal for the yeah. for the business although I don't know writers and actors and people might be like well we're not going to see much of it. maybe they can use it to their advantage right we're the, for the strikes mm-hmm. and say well mm-hmm. yeah you think that's great wait till you hear how little of the money trickles down to you know do a leap as 30 seconds in the movie or <laughs> exactly we'll i don't see. know it's good though we'll okay i'm gonna wave i'm gonna wave that we're done with spoilers but then i'm gonna do something when i think they're they're about back in nice and so, um and so so they're at the end of the movie uh oppenheimer uh, actually builds the bomb yeah it's amazing it's yeah, great uh, yeah blows. i was not expecting that to happen yeah and he didn't blow it up but he made it he built he built it but he made you know, it yeah. needed other people is a really hell of a thing <laughs> Um, I figure we yeah. can spoil Oppenheimer all we want, right? Uh, you know, that's a Wikipedia page. Uh, <laughs> yeah, unless they go sideways on the writing and decide to do it at different. Exactly. <laughs> I, yeah, I, unless I they go uh, once upon a time in Hollywood and make it so that uh, uh, Sharon Tate doesn't get killed. <laughs> mm-hmm. I do kind of want to watch Blade Runner 2049 just to remind myself what mm. uh, Ryan Gosling is because he so stole every scene he was in that I yeah, I, I kind of need a. I need a chaser of Ryan Gosling in a series. I, like, uh, I need to watch what? Driver nothing, or something. I don't know what. There's nothing at all wrong with watching uh, 2049 again. And uh, friggin' Michael Sarah was great. By the way, at Alamo Drafthouse, this this is, again, one of the reasons I love um, Alamo Drafthouse is um, the 30 minutes before the movie, they show um, music videos, clips of video games, commercials for... Um, uh, you know, Barbie in this case, commercials for Barbie. They showed a little clip of uh, um, of um, the Indigo Girls closer to fine. We're mm-hmm. like, well, that looked that seemed accidental. Mm-hmm. Uh, then they showed like a commercial for uh, this Barbie pooping dog toy. Apparently, you could buy in the eighties. That was a real thing. Um, yep, that was a real thing. And uh, and another Barbie where you lifted her arms and her boobs got bigger. That got very quickly uh, discontinued. Mm-hmm. And um, 
And Midge, uh, everyone remembers great. Midge. And that Midge, was a real yeah. thing. So it was just, I just love the Alamo Draft House for for these things, and that's all I'm going to say about any of that stuff. Well, it's worth seeing, so check it out. It was a good time. Uh, don't let the culture war stop you. It's uh, it's it's great. It's great, yeah. great little yeah. fun, little funny thing that shouldn't have worked at all. Shouldn't work at all. It, sure. Again, wrong sure. hands. This is a piece of shit. This movie. <laughs> totally. But I don't know these guys who made it. They knew what they were doing. Uh, all right. What else? Oh, we haven't done this in a couple of weeks because I just sort of took a break from it. But we got this. Stand back and check your personal belongings. It's time for the morning form. Time for the morning form. That's right. A chance for you to win some prizes. And uh, it's themed a little bit around these movies. I thought that'd be fun. So <laughs> Very fun. We got a who would you rather have lunch with? Killian Murphy or Cillian Murphy, however you want to say it. I don't know Kill, which one it is. Kill, well, he says it, Killian, so I think we all should say it, Killian. If he says Killian, then let's get those Tom guns, Tommy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Margot, <laughs> Margot Robbie, those are your two choices. You're going to go with Killian Murphy or you're going to eat lunch with Margot Robbie. Uh, which do you choose? It doesn't really matter. There's no correct answer. The point is to get you over there and sign up for it. So go to frogpants.com slash form. All right, yeah. and uh, fill it out, and uh, you could win some either, prizes next week. In either case, I'm going to be uh, uh, just swimming in uh, uh, unable to speak because I'm stuck looking at a pair of beautiful blue eyes. Yeah, does it not? Doesn't matter which choice I make in this in this uh, Occam's razor. It's it's going to be. Yep. <laughs> I'm going to be uh, dumbstruck and not not speaking the entire time. They're both beautiful people. Did you did you they hear? Really are. Did you hear that? Uh, Killian Murphy's work. They're working on a 28 years later movie. Oh, get out! Really? Yeah. Then my dream oh. may come true after all. And also, uh, what's his name's back in? Um, uh, uh, Danny Boyle wants to make it. Oh, really? Yeah. Fantastic. Then it's a done deal. Make that happen. Where I'm, do I? Where I'm do in. I send my money? I'm so how do I kickstart this? Yeah. How do we do? How do we get involved? I guess we just no, go. It's the a mini go go. Come on. Very excited. Oh, about your this. your uh, morning form is still the uh, food choice, by the way. Oh, it is. Oh shit. Yeah. You know what? Uh, let's for the chat since you're all here so, live. So in other right, which you'd rather eat, Killian Murphy or Margot Robbie? <laughs> if uh, if chat room, if you click that link I just put into the chat, that will be the correct one, and then I'll fix it before <laughs> anyone has a chance to hear it at home. All right, that'll be the deal there. Yes. Uh, but yeah, go to uh, frogpants.com/slash the morning form uh, listeners. <laughs> Viewers go to the other thing. All right, All right. Well, I don't see anything wrong with my phrasing. I don't know what you're talking about. Well, your phrase. What was your phrasing? Which one? I missed it. Did you say a thing that I missed? Oh, I said whether you want to eat Killian Murphy or oh Margot Robbie. Well, hey, that's on them. They want to double entendre that. They can, yeah, they can geez, do that. God, uh, I can't believe you guys would read into me saying that. Oh, yeah, you guys what are a horrible. what a shock. Um, all right, what else? Uh, oh, I made an offhand comment that. Uh, I may not ever do again. Okay. So, okay. I've told you about this place, this Mexican place we like called La, F- La, F- La Fountain, I think it is. Oh, yeah, right. That's right. The Fountain. Yeah. yeah. And we like it. That's Spanish for the Fountain. The Spanish for the Fountain. <laughs> exactly. El Nino. The Nino. So we right. we like um, we like it there. They have these smothered burritos that are really addicting, and we like going there. It's good. And the price is good, and the people are nice, and it's just a nice, clean place, and it's newer, and I don't know, just something about it. We get We crave it. And so we go there. Yep. Yeah. And I may have mentioned this before, but somebody at one point said uh, they think that these this series of restaurants that all seem to be sort of family owned, slightly different names, very similar menus, that they might all be just fronts for the cartel. Like there's some kind of money laundering. <laughs> okay. This is how right. you push money through as you make a restaurant. You know, kind of like if you have an Italian restaurant and you're a mob boss and an Italian mob 
Same thing. You use the restaurant as a front, right? Yeah. So, uh, no big deal. I've just something that has come up before. So I'm sitting, we're at the restaurant and I make this offhand comment while our waitress is walking by where I said, I wonder, and this is before I see her, I go, I wonder yeah. if the cartel's still using this place as a front. I I just mumble that. <laughs> yeah. And Kim's looking at me like, whatever. But the waitress looks at me, smiles and raises an eyebrow and keeps walking. Mm. Now, I don't know wow. if I'm supposed to take that as a tacit admission yeah. that, it, that it is a front for the cartel and it's dirty work. Yeah. Or if she just was making a face. I don't know. She, uh, you know what? I think it was just making a face because uh, if if it was a tacit admission, she would have given you one of these. <laughs> Big old she would have <laughs> given you the old Catherine Hahn like uh, Agatha all along. <laughs> oh, is that the that's the greatest wink in all of Hollywood? Isn't it? It is the greatest wink. There are no, it, it, the, there's no better cackle and no better wink. Uh, sorry, Catherine Hahn takes takes both. Yeah, I don't know how you wink better than that, but. But anyway, I brought it up, and uh, then I quickly said, mm, maybe I'll never bring that up again. Because even on the off chance that I'm correct, I don't want them to know that I know. <laughs> right. You know oh, what I yeah, mean? Oh, yeah, no. Exactly. They don't. You don't even want them to think you suspect it. I don't want to yeah. have some midnight visit from some guy in a really nice black suit who's like, uh, yeah, we need to sit down and talk for a minute. I don't want this visit. I don't want this conversation. Yeah. Yeah. It's probably bad that I did. I started watching it's Brian's Recommendal. We well, it's... <laughs> because oh yeah whew, yeah how about some, uh, how about hope davis man wow. yeah there's some mob business in that thing that is a little bob, freaky bob town town business so far i'm only yes. two and a half episodes in but but your honor is great it's, it's really uh, good it's hard to it's hard for me to put this above breaking bad for brian cranston because he was just so amazing as Walter White. I don't think I can. I don't think I can ever say anything that he does tops it. But this really comes close. It's really good, and he is really tapping into what makes that guy a great actor. And everyone else around him's great. The tone is exactly what I wanted. Mm-hmm. Like this is going to be a fun, dark piece of business to run through. I'm excited For about sure. it. For sure. Uh, all right, Brian, you got a little something too. Yeah. I did. I did some lifting on. Uh, I did some Ubering on Friday for Lyft. Oh, oh, you Ubered for Lyft. Okay, <laughs> I, I Ubered for Lyft. I, I'm, I've decided that because too many people, and I still get it. Like I'll still say, uh, oh, you know, I've got to. We've got to go home after the movie because I've got to do a little lifting. And and my aunt Barb still's like, for a second there, I thought you meant uh, you were going to be doing weights. Wait, so you just don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, of course, that's a fun joke to bring up again. It's a again. very fun joke. Sure. So I'm going to say Uber. I Uber for Lyft. <laughs> um, and I'm, I'm uh, doing all my drives. I end up in this part of town that I hate being in because, A, it's really far. It's like as far in the little radius that I draw that I'm willing to drive in. Yeah. Like I'll, I'll actually set a radius in the app and say, only give me rides in this area. And this is at the far, far end of it, which means that um, – I'm only going to get half the potential rides um, that I would normally get because anything going east of that circle outside of that dot where, where I end up is uh, uh, it's not going to give me those rides. It's only going to give me rides going west. Hmm. So I end up in, in Commerce City, Colorado and uh, uh, drop off somebody. I immediately get another ride for the, somebody named Tanner. Um, no relation. No good. And I uh, start making my way towards the the pickup location. And I'm about, geez, maybe about um, a mile from it. And I get a call 
from the usual uh, Lyft uh, passenger phone number thing. There's like a phone number that that comes from Lyft that is uh, if the passenger calls, then it comes through this thing. Forwards, to and you, but I answer right? it. What's yeah. that? It's like a forwarding kind of. Deal. It's a forwarding thing, so that they don't get my phone number, I don't get their phone number, etc. But I answer it, and it's like, "Hi, Brian. This is uh, Joe from Lyft. Uh, this call is you know, recorded for quality assurance. Um, can you pull over? Can you can you get somewhere uh, safe?" I'm like, uh, "Sure, I can I'm pull over into this uh, into this area where I'm going to be picking up the passenger." So there's a Lyft guy telling someone at Lyft, a Lyft corporate guy. is telling you this. There's a Lyft corporate, and I'm like, uh, "What's up?" He's like, "Well, uh, uh, I can't tell you which passenger, but you had a passenger on one of your recent rides that complained about a smell of alcohol in your car." What? I'm like, smell of alcohol? Come on, it's like nine in the morning. I'm certainly not drinking, but whatever. This sounds like horseshit. He says, "Can I get your? Can I? Uh, let's get your confirmation here." Um, uh, I show you're on your way to pick up somebody named Tanner. Can you go ahead and cancel that ride? We'll send another driver to go pick them up. I'm like, oh, for Pete's sake, fine. Yeah. So I cancel the ride. He says, all right, go ahead, go ahead and close the close the app. We need to do a confirmation. We're just going to do a couple quick things, get you back on the road as quickly as possible. I'm like, fine. He says, can I get your phone number? I'm like, well, you just called me on it, but fine. <laughs> I give it to him. <laughs> Yeah. And he says, all right, I'm going to be sending you a, a link. I need you to go there and just, it's just going to be a form you're going to have to fill out. So, uh, so I, I, uh, give him a phone number and then I, I look at the link before I even open it. Mm. And I see that it says, um, uh, please upload a screenshot of your driver's license front and back. Okay. I'm like, well, why do they need that? And then I look at the link and at first glance, it looks like a lift address, but then I realize it's like, no, it says uh, dynamically lit.co or mystically, mystically lit.co, not, not anything lift. It's like, wait a minute, that's not LYFT, that's LIT. What the hell? Mm. So, sure enough, it's like that's where my little bells go off. And I say, uh, can you tell me my last name? And he's like, I can, Brian, just we need you to fill out this form. I'm like, oh, shit. yeah, so. So really, you said, like, this is just the passenger. You're calling. You're making it sound like you're Lyft so that you can get me to upload my driver's license information. Can I get you to hold on just one second? I put them on hold so that I can find the Lyft customer service number. Oh, my and, gosh. Um, so this is whoever's calling himself Tanner then because that's how he can use that. This is calling himself Tanner. And the, uh, the, the number, the text number that the, um, the message came from was like a 305 number. So he's not even in the U.S. He's basically just spoofing the app to like have rides pick up so that when the driver comes to pick up the um the rider he can interrupt the ride call and say i need you to there was a threat of alcohol in your car blah 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 um need you to deactivate so if i so by deactivating the app i mean basically i just i just closed the app is all i did yeah i logged out if I would have given him my driver's license number, he could have logged in as me, yep. not just transferred. Uh, like, well, he, I guess my banking details are hidden in there. He would have been able to transfer all the any money I'd made that week, which at that point Friday morning was thirty four dollars. Yeah. Good luck with that. Yeah, but still, he would have had a, he would have had access to an account where whatever he wanted to do in there, including like. Right, close Any out future, the account or future stuff. Yeah, yeah. Or, or, or yeah, exactly, or accept rides. 
on my dude. behalf and get my rating down, etc. Damn, dude. Um, yeah, it was uh, so. So he hung up while I was uh, searching for the Lyft customer service number. But fortunately, like I was able to send them screenshots. I send the text. I decided to you know look at that website myself. Mm. Uh, if you, <laughs> you don't don't click on anything, people. But it's you know it's uh, mysticallylit.com. So when the who is information, I found out it was GoDaddy. So I reported that to the GoDaddy abuse. Um, Good. Uh, abuse thing. I've been hearing. I've been working with them on getting them other details. So GoDaddy's uh, on the on the case now. Wow. And um, yeah. So uh, next time, <laughs> here's my thinking. If this happens another time, part of me kind of wants it to. Yeah. But if it happens another time, um, I want to uh, um, recognize it as you know they all brand received a report of alcohol in your car. Oh no, really? Shoot. Um, then I'll say, Oh no, I just, I just accidentally hit that. Um, I've arrived at the destination. So that means you have five minutes to show up to my car or else you're going to get dinged with a $5 no show charge. Oh no. What if I say I've picked you up and I drive to the destination. That means you're going to have to pay for the ride that I gave you that you weren't even the car to use. And what are you going to do? Report it to Lyft. Also be ready to record all this, you know? Yeah, well, that's why I've got the in-car cam. Oh, um, right. So you probably have I've footage of this. You probably have this. I have the, well, I mean, all I have is just my side of the conversation. It doesn't doesn't record the, oh, no, I guess it records both sides of the phone call because I was on speakerphone. Yeah, you would have heard it so, on speaker. That's wild. Yeah. Wild. I'd be so, I'd be equally annoyed and also proud that you sussed it out because you because that yeah. a lot of people i could see people getting suckered for this easily like if you look at that site and, and again maybe only do it because i had a vpn on my uh and, and and whatever you do don't click on anything but i have a vpn so i ran the vpn and then did uh i don't think incognito mode makes any difference because it's not like that just keeps it out of your history and stuff like that but yeah um but it looks like a lift it looks like the lift app and it's got this little slider bar that wants you to take it across it's uh yeah it's damn it's, you know it's it's realistic looking and i could easily see more people falling for this than um than not just because it, it and I, I got suckered in. I should not have even given my phone number. I should have immediately said, You've got my phone number. You just called me. You don't need me to give you my phone number. That that's what, you know. Yeah. That's what uh, uh I, that should have been the first tip off really. Dang. Well Brainball Bright reminds me that I got taken once sort of correct. It was some game codes where I uh we we were supposed to get game codes from Blizzard for oh. something. Yeah. And somebody who said they were from Blizzard and they had a Blizzard address. I mean, it was really good. Mm -hmm. They ended up getting those codes from me because they needed to see. They're like, we need to see which codes you have so we make sure we don't. So it was just a scam to get codes, not yeah. money or yeah. anything. And uh, it worked. They got the codes. And then when I went to give the codes away, none of the codes worked. And uh, Blizzard's like, yeah, there's a rash of these going around. Here's how they're spoofing it. Here's some fresh codes. It all got worked out. But it was, I hate, I hate yeah. feeling that feeling of like, almost getting taken or even, yeah. you know, like even though it was just or dumb codes. Taken, yeah. Like Tina's parents, when they got fooled into believing that Tristan was uh, stuck in Utah without any money to get home. Uh, Cause they figured out by looking at his Facebook oh, page yeah. that he occasionally goes to uh, Nertacular out in Utah and Tina's folks believed it with a phone call. And that's right. That was a bad one. Money. I forgot about that. that. Was a bad one. Yeah. My mom's done it. My uh, Kim almost got taken. 
by one of these FBI need to see your tax info things. Ugh. This was early in those, and I heard her on the phone, and she was going, I don't understand why the baby did it. And I went, wait a minute, what are they asking for? And she puts yeah. her hand over. She goes, this, this, this. I go, you're going to want to hang up on those chodes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And she's like, oh, shit, and hung it up. But yeah, that kind of stuff is gnarly. I hate it. I hate it. Scammers, you can all eat a butt. How about that? Yeah, exactly. Get a real job. Go ahead. Get a real job, Go please. get a real job. Exactly. Right. Um, that was a fun story. Let's move on now. To, oh, good, Amanda um, Catherine. Well, I hope, I hope now you, she says she drives for Lyft. So now you know, if you, if you get a call that sounds, no matter how official it sounds, if they even ask for your phone number, don't, uh, don't give it to Because they will have it. They have your phone. They would have it. They have. They have my like when when they set up the ride. They've got my license plate number. They know what my car looks like. They've got my first name. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, do they so have a, like, an accent or anything? Or they just sound like a, a, a dude. What's that? Do the guys sound like you have an accent or no? No, just sound like uh, just sound like regular regular American just an dude. American dude. dude. Yeah. Okay, that's sometimes the yeah. giveaway too. Is it's like. Hello, we are with FBI, and uh, you know they do that. Then you're like, uh huh, sure, you're with the FBI. Mm-hmm. But yeah, if, but if yeah. they sound like me and you, that sucks. I'm used to yeah. that. All right, uh, let's play a little game, folks. Yeah, yeah. Uh, welcome to the morning half asses. It's a Monday edition of a little quiz show we do to try to give away prizes to our listeners. And joining us to help us do that is Mr. Brian Dunaway. Hello. Wise guy. Oh, <laughs> you can't hear me. Oh, I can't oh, now. No, can't. You cut out for we're a sec, but you're back. Pieces. Yeah, that's weird. You're you good. Can't hear me now. Yeah, you're good now. Sound great now. Uh, how about now? Uh, pretty good. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Still sound. Still sound good. Do it. Yeah, do it the oh, whole time. Hi. Yeah. Do it the entire time and never not do it. Uh, just kidding. Don't do that. Uh, it's good to have you here. How are you? How was your weekend? Oh, it was fantastic. I got a little uh I got a little stuff done around my office. Yeah. Got some retro equipment where it needed to be and got to play around a little bit. Watched a t- way too many movies. Well, when I say watched, <laughs> I turned them on in my room Had while I was cleaning up. Yeah. Right. I was watching like Hellboy from was it 2019? What what were you doing? Anyway, like something like that, yeah. Yeah, yeah. A whole bunch of uh just really rad kind of movies that I just never really can you know it's really set down and watch like horns that daniel radcliffe thing yeah oh yeah. how is that oh, yeah. how is that, is that i good? thought it was pretty good it was unique it was mm. unique also not brand new movies but still so that's all know. right yeah i love yeah. i love background stuff like that and it's always best to just put on things you're not really going to care about but once in a while right. you'll find like uh i don't know a little gem in there i do and, sure. and you know it you know it because you sit down and i was like oh i sat down i stopped doing what i was doing and i watched a little bit of horns it was pretty good all right well, there you go. Yeah. Look at Harry Potter doing uh, horns. Harry Potter. <laughs> doing, doing horns work. Uh, speaking of horns work, Brian, explain how this works, who wins what, and how we do it. Okay. Uh, it's time to play Morning Half Asses, a trivia game where I'm actually going to be giving the two of you the answers. Oh. I'm going to give Scott and Brian a category and six possible answers. Three of those answers fit the category. Three of them do not Depending nope. on how confident they feel with the category, they can provide one, two, or three guesses. But if any of those guesses are wrong, they get zero points for that round. If they guess one and get it right, they get a point. Two gets them three points, and three gets them five points total. The player with the most points after three rounds wins the prize for their contestant. And here are two contestants that can't be here live that are here virtually via uh, the, 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 the results of a spreadsheet. Aww. Aww. Uh, Scott, you're going to be playing for Sarah. 
in Melbourne, Australia. Nice. Sarah. Brian, you're going to be playing for John Brown in Illinois. John I feel, Brown. I feel That's pretty safe. I, exactly. I feel pretty <laughs> safe in saying John Brown in Illinois. Like, uh, mm, yeah, there's one yeah. John Brown there that listens to the show that knows exactly that it's him. And he can't, we can't dox him, <laughs> nope. basically. Nope. There's 4,000 of you that are wondering Dox-proof. if it's you. proof Yeah. yeah. <laughs> So That's luck. great. Uh, all right. And we'll tell we'll talk about the prizes after the game. Let's get right into the game. Here is your first category and your six first answers. Uh, I know you guys you guys know your uh your South American beaches really well, but let's see how well you know your South American beaches. Oh. Which of these six, which three of these six are beaches in Rio de Janeiro? Uh Learn, Madero, Sanibel, Ipanema. Vernella and Conceição. I wish I knew the girl from Ipanema. <laughs> she could tell me. Don't we all wish we knew the girl from Ipanema? Um, Brian, what are you doing? <laughs> messing with you because you always call me out. I'm the only one who can see what you're doing. I know. That's what I, exactly what I'm doing. <laughs> I'm locking in with two because I don't oh, have any idea. Let me, let me, uh, uh, Boom! Shakalaka. Okay. Okay. All right. Um, how come neither of you selected Ipanema? The girl from Ipanema. It's a beach. She's walking on the beach, and she's you know, it's a. It's I don't a, know if that's a Rio de Janeiro thing. I just, that's what uh, I was gonna say. I don't know. Is that, is that in the song is from it, uh, it, who's uh, Joe Bim Jao? What uh, from from Brazil? Yeah. Um. Uh, well, uh, let's see. Did either of you get points? Uh, no, the three. <laughs> the three. It's kind of a throwaway <laughs> question, right? There's no hope any of you. No, can, no, really there was no way. Uh, learn Ipanema and Vermella. Oh, the, uh, I did the choose one that got, I got one. I chose wrong. Each wrong. chose one, but you both chose one. Madero. Yeah. Poop. Does All it right. say where those other ones are? No, it does Poopy not. Okay. Pants. All right, let's get to a let's get to a question that you guys can actually do something with right. that uh, you have a chance. First of all, on. you know we don't go to the beach. Never, never. No, no. no. Look Come how on. white I am. Are you kidding? I'm so white. Oh. <laughs> Scott's so white. Yeah. Hashtag. Right. Uh, question number two: NBA stars taller than seven <laughs> feet zero inches. Taller than Which seven these, foot. Jesus, I think Which I know three this. Three of these six are taller, or or. Or um, as tall, seven feet zero inches. Uh, Tim Duncan, Bill Russell, Moses Malone, Kareem, Karen Abdul Jabbar. <laughs> Should be Kareem. Thank you, autocorrect. They're uh, all tall. Can I choose? They're all tall. Karen. Taller than me. I love Can I Karen. speak to your point guard? Yeah, please. Can you please get your point guard for that me. That was not a foul. Can I please speak to the manager of the team? Yeah, uh, autocorrect, but I'll blame myself for lack of okay, proofing. Okay, good, good, good. Shaquille was... O'Neal and Yao Ming. Mm. And you guys both, oh, I don't know if uh, Brian isn't locked in yet. but Oh, sorry, 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 locked in. Locked looked in. like you guys both, guys both locked in. Um, if you said Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Shaquille O'Neal, and Yao Ming. Which we both did, right? You oh. both did. Ah. You're correct. And you ah. both got five points for ah. that. Uh, I know my tall people. You totally do. Yeah. I was the wor- uh, the worry I had, Brian, is you rarely have all three in the same column. I know. I know. And right, so right, visually I was like, oh shit, is Tim Duncan taller than I thought? It, it really it really is a random thing. So when it comes up like that, it just no, looks I like trying, a, yeah. I thought um, you were trying to make that column tall. Okay. Oh, yeah. nice. Uh, nice. So that's a 21 foot plus column. Uh, Tim Duncan, by the way, is six foot 11. Bill Russell is six foot nine. And Moses Malone, six foot 10. Yep. And of uh, the other three, Yao Ming, the tallest at seven foot. This is six how it inches. works. Yeah. The, the three on the right, I've heard of. 
if you're under seven foot, <laughs> I ain't heard of you. Yeah, and Yao Ming, Yao Ming is strikingly tall, tall when you see him. Yeah. You, you yeah. see him next to anyone, including other tall people, and you're like, he's taller than everyone he here is, in the world. Yeah. He he's is a so giant tall. seven and a half feet tall. All right, yeah. well, then it really comes down to our third question. Yeah. It's time for a little bit of science. Let's see how you guys do with this I one. I hope it's some weird science. This is weird science. Uh, three of these things were originally made from tree bark. Which three of these things were originally made from tree bark? Uh, is it aspirin, cinnamon, quinine, cloves, cumin, or ibuprofen? Three of those things were originally made from tree bark. Oh my gosh, this is tricky. So one of them I think I know. Shit. I've at least heard of that, but maybe it was a wives' tale? Mm. Okay. Uh, I don't know either. I'm going for it. Oh, he locked in. He's locked in. Um, okay. Now's your chance to Google really fast and then put it in. <laughs> We've got time to freaking Google. I'm still trying to read yeah. the words. Like, I don't know how to spell quinine. I don't even know what the hell that is. I'm like, do quinine? I even know what that is? Quinine that is, is a, like a, uh, it's a, it's a malaria quinine. treatment. Oh, malaria treatment. That's right. I yeah. thought it was a poison um, for a minute because it's, it's also the flavor in tonic. When you get a gin and tonic, the flavor is anyway. tonic. quinine. Okay. But but you know what? In large doses, quinine will kill you. So yeah, and he um, was a big. Uh, that's he was why an, I stop at no more than twelve gin and tonics a he, day. He was an important Jedi and helped train Anakin. <laughs> that's right. Quinine, quinine gin. gin. Yeah. That's my favorite mix. My favorite drink. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right, you guys are both locked in. You both said cumin, and um, I'm sorry. There's oh, no cumin. Shit. Uh, this is oh, one of those yes. rare ones where all of them were on oh, the left side. Of it just is the way it worked. Aspirin, cinnamon, and quinine all originally came from tree bark. Mm. Um, now, where's cinnamon come from now? Cinnamon is all I knew for sure. And isn't it still, it's still a form of tree bark, It might isn't still it? be, yeah, it might still be uh, uh, from tree bark. So, that means we've got to go to a tiebreaker question. Damn it. Tiebreaker, tiebreaker. Tiebreaker. And uh, I really can't give either of you, like... Let's see. Um, yeah, you each picked one correct one in the first round. You each got all three right in the second round. Like, neither of you has done any better than the other. Um, wow. So well, we're just arguably. randomly. <laughs> <laughs> arguably. So I'll just randomly say um, Scott will get the uh, first answer on this one, and then Brian oh. will be forced to do a higher or lower. No. <laughs> I don't care. Either way. It doesn't matter. It's okay. fair either way. I'm good. Yeah. On an average day, according to National Geographic in 2018, on an average day, how many ships pass through the Panama Canal? Two. Uh, (laughs) I'm going to say, how many on average day? How many on an average day pass through the Panama Canal? It's a highly contested zone and area and all that stuff means there must be volume. So I'm going to say... It's also very expensive to pass through the uh, Panama Canal. Yeah, you don't just one does not simply walk into the Panama Canal. That's right. I'm going to say uh, speed, sped up footage of that stuff is pretty cool. It is oh, cool. Like so when they cool. come in, I'm going to say a hundred because it's got to be at least it's got to be at least that. So a hundred. Okay, I say all right. Hundred is incorrect. Brian, is the actual answer higher or lower than a hundred? Well, if man, if they're going to freaking have a whole article in the National Geographic, I hope it's more than a hundred because otherwise, what the hell are you even writing for? Who cares sure. if it's less sure. than 100? Yeah. All right. Fair enough. Okay. The actual answer is lower than 100. It's only 38. <laughs> 38 uh, 
On average, 38 shifts. What boring-ass article is this? On average, 38 shifts. Who gives a crap? Write something else. Look, that's still impressive. So you want to just have all these digits, but the the point is these giant barge-like ships, it takes a while to process them, man. Oh, shut up. You can't just shove them through. Just a minute ago, Scott, you said, I know it has to be at least 100, so I'm going to say 100. Yeah, I did say that. But that was, maybe I was tricking Dunaway. That was ignorant me. That was me ignorant. Well done, yes. Right. Um, Yeah, no, it uh, it costs the ship uh, the toll to go through the Panama Canal is $800,000. So <gasps> it's uh, Panama Canal. The Panama people are just uh, raking uh, that money. Yeah. In. So what the do they pa- have to do? Is that what the Panama... So wait a minute. So $800,000 what, a year or per ship? No, per ship. Would you go through? It's like paying the toll and you're Well, you should have told car. me that first. I would definitely went lower. <laughs> <laughs> why would you? Why would you have thought that? You would So wait yeah. a minute. That I is thought just very every high. idiot was going through. Let's go through the shortcut. All right. So that means that you, this isn't even worth doing unless your cargo is worth. You know, get to be worth multiple millions to be worth. Yeah. It. Right. So yeah. You're not gonna, everything. You're not going to sail your little boat through there. But I mean, a shipping container that's got hundreds of hundreds of containers on it that are being paid X amount to get those containers. Um, I did uh, not through. know that. Yeah, I'll bet yeah. the Panamanians are doing just fine. They're probably all right. That is what they're no, called, yeah, right? Panama- the hell not Panamanians. Yeah, <laughs> Panda. I love what you keep calling Panamanians. Panamanians. There's some pandemonium going on there. That means that Scott is our winner, and by proxy, that means Sarah is our winner in Melbourne, Australia. Sarah, I'm going to be sending you a couple codes for Frick Inc., the game Frick Inc. and Pixross, which I'm assuming is a uh, Picross uh, style game. I love those. Those it's like a little puzzle game that you draw Same pictures words, based on. Uh, do you remember the <laughs> Do you remember the Picross game on the DS? The Mario, yes, that Mario was Picross. So good. That game was. It so was good. really good. Yeah. Why is that not available? I got to go find that. That game. I'll great. bet you can. Uh, yeah, it's got to be a Switch version, right? Which is even better with the touch screen. Is there? I don't even know. I like the. I feel like I haven't heard of not a Mario one anyway. Like that Mario one in particular was mm-hmm. so much better than any Picross I'd played. And since because yeah, it animates it, like after you got oh, the the picture man. done, it was all like Zelda and Link and Metroid and stuff like that. Was it called Picross? Zelda 3D? and Link. Mario uh, Picross, I think it was. That, not not C, but P I C R O S. I gotta go find yeah, it. Just one C, right? I may just have to. Uh, so, so I will. High cross. I will find the ROM and play it normally on a DS, everyone. That's what I'll do. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. Perfect. Uh, well, that's great. Congratulate. Oh, let's let Fletcher say. Congratulations. It. You're a winner. People in Australia should win things. I'm super stoked. Agreed. About I agree. That. Yeah. It's yeah. good Good to see some uh, representation. We had Margot Robbie winning at the box office, yeah. and now Sarah wins here. So uh, that's it's right. A, and also, I got to blows say- my mind that she's Australian just because you, you, I only ever hear her accent in interviews. Mm-hmm. Like I, I can't think of a movie I've seen where she keeps her actual accent. Right. I'm trying to think of one. I can't. Margot Robbie, you're talking about, right? Margot Robbie. Yeah. What did I say? Yeah. When I she, when no, you, you did. I was making sure. When she says, yeah. when she was in, um, the one where she breaks Nancy Kerrigan's leg. Uh, oh, I Tanya. Yeah. She had this crazy East Coast accent thing. Yes. Yeah. She does a similar thing when she's. Um, in the the DC stuff, when she plays what's her beak, mm-hmm. uh, Harley Quinn, Harley Quinn, yep. she's she mm-hmm. really is like how how often do you get somebody exactly. who's a really great actress who's like literally a great actress. She's very good at her job. She's, she's she also is, yeah. unbelievably attractive, and mm-hmm. 
she she does producing, she does writing, she does so much stuff. She's great. I mm-hmm. think she's great. All right. Yeah. So yeah. take that, world. You heard it here first. Scott likes Margot. Robbie. I like Margot Robbie. Hot, hot take. Hot oh, take. No way. Really? She's so unlikable. Let me just say this too. Uh, Ryan Gosling is too ripped for 42, 43, whatever. Jeez, he is. Yeah. no yeah. kidding. Yeah. It's grossly. He's Agreed. grossly like how, ripped. How how are you get holding? What's holding that prosthetic chest up? Uh, <laughs> it's a. He is a beast in this thing. Yeah. He must yeah. have worked out right mm-hmm. before every scene. I don't know. Anyway, Dunaway, it's been a, a pleasure, and uh, we'll do this again Wednesday. We'll pull you back in for a little Ted Pooley feud where we play with one of our listeners on the air. That's always fun, so if you want to be here live for that, people at home, uh, please do. You might be able to be in the show and win some prizes live on the air. Dunaway, anything else you'd like to say to us before yeah, we I mean, go? I can't believe Barbie did so much better than Oppenheimer opening weekend. I mean, but uh, yeah, one's a three-hour epic, and yeah, the other one's like an hour and a half. Come on. Yeah. yeah. I, I think if you're going to make summer a good time movie, you're going to win over serious, thought-provoking, but, you know, complicated really, plot movie. Yeah, who really won? Because when uh, when they did the Barbie Oppenheimer thing, when they combined the two, mm-hmm. I think Oppenheimer got a little bit of free press there. So I'm going to sure, give the win to sure. them. Dude. Plus, there are more letters from Oppenheimer and Barbie Barbenheimer than there are in, uh, from Barbie. So, That's right. Uh, <laughs> That's right. The meme is weighted heavily on the Oppenheimer yeah, side. It's like Benefer. For both Jennifer really both. wins in the Benefer uh, name. Yeah. <laughs> name. I agree. But it's also they also made a crap shit ton of money. 178 million or whatever. So well. A lot. They did. They both good. did well. Yeah. Yeah. So we're all win. Brian, kiss our butts. All win. All right. There he goes. <laughs> Hey, you guys, we got time for no news. Instead, we're going to go straight to uh, a little bit of Schleicherisms uh, coming up here shortly. You know, uh, Comic-Con's going on. There's a... Oh, I bet there are announcements happening out there, huh? Yeah. I guess it it went on. But we also have some, because it's over now, but we we have some... Well, we have some bad news around Marvel. Oh, always. It's just lately, it's just one bad news after another. Feels like it, right? We're a little bit. We're yeah. in a we're in a rebuilding phase, I think, a little bit. In a weird. I way. think so. Yeah, it's like uh, that's hmm, one way hmm. of putting it, I guess. But yeah. Anyway, uh, we'll get to all that in a second. We're going to take a break right now. When we come back, Stephen. So stick around, Brian. Play a song while we do that. Yeah. So uh, Tadpool listener Louis Loyo, who uh, or Louis Loyo, who um, uh, jokingly took offense to my uh, dislike of Kiss or our, our dislike of Kiss. Um, I'm I'm doing a make good with uh, for Lewis, uh, so I'm happy to do it. He got in touch with a uh, an indie band that he really likes, Patty Pershala and the Mayhaps. Um, this is the single from their upcoming EP, which is called Perpetual Motion Machine. He went and got permission, like I ask people to do, from the band. Um, absolutely appreciate when folks do that. And even got me a copy of the song, which is even better. Um, here is the song Spill by Patty Pershala and the Mayhaps. This is great. If you like the Black Keys, for example, this is some, some Black Keys-ass blues. You're going to love it.
Chromebook? Yep. It's got a high-res 120Hz display, plus this killer RGB keyboard. And I can access thousands of games anytime, anywhere. Stop playing. What? Get out of here. Huh? Yeah. I want you to stop playing and get out of here so I can game on that Chromebook. Got it. Discover the ultimate cloud gaming machine. A new kind of Chromebook. Johnny came calling one Sunday. The girl of his dreams was so sweet. She served him some wonderful dishes, mm, but he found the meal incomplete. No soup? Good day, Irene, good day, goodbye, Cy. 
To get the punch of soup for lunch, I'll think another bride. That lousy, conniving, murderous crimson wizard is dead meat. And we've returned. Tell me who that was again, please. Will do. That was Patty Pershala and the Mayhaps from their upcoming EP, Perpetual Motion Machine, a brand new song called Spill. Nice. That sounds all yeah. right. Yeah. I haven't heard any in the middle I didn't like in months and months and months. Well, I hope to continue that uh, trend with this one. It is an up, uphill, no, upward <laughs> momentum trend. Something. <laughs> I don't know what I'm saying. I'll take it. I'll take it. Uh, major spoilers time. We're going to talk to, uh, Steven. We're not going to make any spoilers. All right. There are none. No, 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 no. Not this week anyway, but we got stuff to talk about. Let's do it. And now welcome Steven to the show. He's a huge freaking nerd. Dollar dollar bills, y'all. Yeah, he is. It's Steven Schleicher joining us from majorspoilers.com. My one and only place to find out the latest in comic books, pop culture, TV movies, and more. And, uh, Steven's here with us today to talk about some of that stuff. Hello, Steven. Hello, Scott. Hello, Brian. Hello. Hey, man. It's nice to have you here as always. Um, uh, so normally, this is the time of year normally. Steven will come on and we'll have some big blowout discussion about some huge thing that happened at Comic-Con. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But this year has been a little well, studio list. Like, there's not a lot going yeah. on. It's mostly yeah. just like the convention itself. The cosplay is great as always. Yeah, People are happy to be back in full force, all that stuff. A little lackluster. Yeah, not a lot going on. Do you have, a, do you have any hot takes on that before we go to our main discussion here about dc and that i think i think you pretty much uh you know hit the nail on the head there scott it is very much a comic-con back to comics although eh, technically media has always been a bigger part of comic-con than people think it's only been since about 2005 uh or whenever twilight started to hit big that comic-con focused more or san diego comic-con focused more on movies and television properties and so it was nice to get back and have stuff focusing on comic books for the most part most of the studios in fact basically all the studios pulled out because of the SAG-AFTRA and Writers Guild strikes because part of that is the actors can't go and promote their material so if you can't get big names on the stage to bring crowds in that will then spill across social media to talk about your product um you know why 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 go yeah and that's that, a good point that's the take they all did so 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 did so the in your estimation though had the strike had not happened landed when it did we would have probably had more of the usual oh i mean dune 2 you got the teenage mutant ninja turtles i mean there's so much going on barbie definitely would have been there in force yeah, oh, yeah. Uh, this weekend um so yeah there's um yeah, the the strike definitely played a role in the studios pulling out. That being said, though, um, last couple of years, you know, uh, uh, COVID certainly shut down Comic-Con. But even before then, Warner Brothers was not showing up to the convention with their big Hall H presentations in favor of doing their own online version of their of their big presentations uh marvel has done something similar to that Uh, of course disney is doing its own d23 so there's a lot of incentive for the big studios to create their own event uh as opposed to fighting with everyone else at a convention that holds at most 150,000 people yeah good point uh something we found on film sack this weekend while we were just dorking around if you go to this is how much money marketing money barbie threw at everything if you go to Google and just search for Barbie mm-hmm. and hop in there, even if you're in dark mode, you will now get an explosive pink screen with a bunch of sparkles. Oh, yeah. 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 I assume that cost big money. I, I can't imagine it didn't. 
because uh, Google doesn't do that shit for free. <laughs> yeah. nope. um, if you type Oppenheimer, you do not get it. <laughs> you get it your screen doesn't go black? No. That'd be cool, though. <laughs> oh. Or like a big mushroom cloud in the front a of it. countdown. Yeah. Oh, yeah. crap. What's going to happen? Oh, no. They probably had to tread a little lighter, given their subject matter, I'm guessing. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, well, so there's that. Then there's this other thing that is a little bit of a bummer. Um, it's the Eisners. The Eisners come out every year. They're at the big awards in the comics industry where all sorts of mainstream plus indie stuff gets recognized. I always look forward to them because it's always like a bunch of books I want to check out and read. Mm-hmm. And DC did really well. They did. Yeah, check out yeah. check out DC. They got uh, they won for best short story, Finding Batman, by Kevin Conroy and Jay, Jay Bone from their uh, DC Pride 2022 uh, issue. Mm-hmm. They won for best single issue, Batman One Bad Day or One Shot. That's Tom King and Mitch Gerards who did that. The best continuing series, DC won with Night Nightwing from Tom Taylor and Bernard, uh, Bruno Redondo. Uh, they won for best limited series. I've talked about this uh, series on the show before. The people need to check out the Human Target from Tom King and Greg Smallwood. Uh, James Tynan who. Uh, he won Best Writer, but he has done work for DC Comics, The Nice House on the Lake, and The Sandman Universe, Nightmare Country. Uh, he's won with uh, with the work there. Uh, for Best P- Penciler or Inker, Greg Smallwood for The Human Target. Best Cover Artist, Bruno Redondo for Nightwing. And then we have Best Coloring, Jordi Belair, uh, who has done coloring work for Nice House on the Lake, Suicide Squad Blaze, and has done some Marvel work. Of all of the... Uh, companies that were represented idw uh dark horse comics a uh, bunch of drawn and quarterly uh, abrams comics arts uh the only one who won anything that had any representation with marvel was jordy belair with best coloring mm, that was it that seems yeah. like, like not a great um i don't know what, i don't know what that means what does it mean that they're that the creative end of where all the primordial comic work comes from comic books right Forget about MCU, forget about DCU. All that other stuff is just like down the road kinds of things. They're all comics first, then movies. It mm-hmm. seems it seems like something's being run differently, maybe? Or or, or what's the deal? Because I know Jim Lee, well, as so- editor-in-chief, has really been a strong thing for DC, and everyone's very happy with him. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know what's going on over at Marvel. Is it just a different regime, a different... Well, so if we look at what DC has... Finding Batman was a short in their DC Pride event. So all the publishers basically have a Pride-related title that they release, but um, could be Kevin Conroy's passing last year could have played a role in in that. Uh, When we look at some of the other stuff, like the limited series, The Human Target, and Batman One Bad Day, those are things that are not part of the quote-unquote main DC uh, storytelling. You know, right now, uh, DC has Night Terrors, which is this horror... uh, event that's going on through most of their books all all this month would have been better to do it in october but whatever uh so what what you're seeing here is in all these categories where dc is the clear winner uh you have them saying hey let's take a chance with this let's take a chance with our black label title or let's take a chance with this limited series with these writers tom king who uh are very well known and and liked in the community and let's see what they can bring us let's try something different Mm. If we look over at what Marvel is doing, uh, just last month they killed Ms. Marvel, and she's going to be back this week from the dead as a as a member of the X Men team, right? So not even dead t- uh, two months. Uh, we have we have the death of uh, Moon Knight happening. I think in October must be in October where the death of Moon Knight is happening. Uh, So we've got that happening. Uh, Marvel is uh, about to launch in October a big 
a company-wide crossover event called Gang War, which is going to bring in a lot of the ground-level uh, heroes, Daredevil, Iron Man, Power Fist, all those, all those characters, yeah. Yeah. which are great. But these gimmicks of let's kill a character off every quarter, let's do these big, massive crossover events, that's yeah. stuff that they did 10 years ago. Mm. Yeah, and, and that that is such a such a shallow well of creativity to say mm-hmm. um all right here's what we'll do we'll kill the character and then we'll bring them back you know it's it's uh uh it gets it was exciting the first time they did it and when they killed superman it was great and when they you know spider-man died but was really in doc ock's head and and all right. that stuff yeah, yeah great but yeah you can't just dip into that well and i don't know what uh i don't know what else they you know what are the things they could come up with to do but it's got to be you know, maybe maybe stay away from uh, the giant multiverse well and say, oh, we're going to have a giant crossover where the X-Men face hundreds of different versions of themselves a la Spider-Verse. Mm-hmm. Uh, they just well, need to come up with something. They've yeah. dipped into the Spider-Verse over at the uh, publishing side so they many have. times. They totally have, yeah. And the yeah. fact that the multiverse has become part of all things Marvel, whether it's comic books or TV shows or the, or the movies, mm-hmm. um, it's, it's almost kind of draining. It's almost kind of yeah. like, eh, okay, what else you got? I, I we, like chocolate ice cream, but maybe I want to try <laughs> pistachio. Sure. Are we looking at another, like Marvel is going to have to do a crisis on infinite earths kind of thing and say, all right, we're, we're kind of eliminating uh, 90% of the new universes we've created around. Uh, uh, funny you mentioned that, uh, ah. Brian. You may remember a big thing that happened in the 2000s where Marvel launched, um, uh, what was it, Marvel, what was the uh, Unlimited, not uh, uh, Ultimate, the Ultimate Ultimates. Universe, yeah. right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Where we got really great retakes on Spider-Man from Brian Michael Wait, Bendis, where, of course, uh, that Miles introduced Morales Miles Morales. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, that universe was killed uh, about, I want to say, 10 years ago. Uh, okay. Guess what's coming back? Oh, the one that you just said got killed. <laughs> the Ultimates Universe. Okay. Ultimates Universe. There's a big event that's coming up. I forget if it's August or September, but the Ultimate Universe is still quote unquote around, even though they thought it was gone. And now they want to be part of the the Marvel Universe. Uh, Miles Morales crossed over from the Ultimate Universe to the the main uh, 616. And so now he's going to be back. Uh, you know, all these other characters may be back. So yeah i i don't you know marvel's doing fine they have they make lots of money one of the things that marvel does if you look at the solicitations we did the marvel ones last week the dc ones went up on the site just a few minutes ago but even if you pick up a previews catalog and you just flip through it you'll notice that marvel pushes out so many books Mm -hmm. and dc has started to cut back on the number of titles that they're offering month after month where it used to be uh marvel would have like 120 titles and dc would have 100 and now dc is like yeah we're we're okay with 40 titles a month and and i don't know if that's the the accurate but it's you know a fraction of what marvel is doing for sure yeah yeah so one of the nice things is when you obviously if you're pulling back the number of titles you're not making as much money potentially or you could focus on the titles that you have and you could make them much better batman one bad day the whole one bad day line uh the riddler one is the one that won but the catwoman one the scarecrow one these are all really good stuff so people are looking for a bunch of really good batman one shots the one bad day stuff how did these criminals become the criminals um you know they spent time and focusing on that so maybe marvel could do that that could be one thing where they're 
just like, hey, uh, who are the best and the brightest? Let's bring them in. Uh, Greg Capullo was announced coming back to Marvel Comics to do some art uh, beginning in October. So that may be something for fans of Greg Capullo uh, to look forward to. But let's bring some people back in. Uh, Rob Liefeld is doing two projects over at Marvel. Love him or hate him. Uh, he's doing two new projects over at Marvel. We'll see how long, how many issues those go. Is he drawing but, or just writing? Or do we know? Uh, he did the art on the teaser images. I don't know. They didn't make any other announcement ex- except that Rob Liefeld is is uh, going to be doing two new projects, I think, in December or in January. Oh, nice. So weird chest um, and funky feet. I'm, I'm like excited. Let's get in there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. maybe maybe reduce the number of titles and maybe just make the titles that you have the best that you can possibly make it. Now, granted, the best is subjective and some people may like the champions and some people may like Ms. Marvel the way she was before they turn her into an X-Man. Uh, so, it, you know, it, that's all very subjective, but I think instead of focusing on quantity, mm. quality might be what Marvel Comics could be focusing on. And the yeah. same thing could be said for their media side on, on the movies and TV side as well. The uh, the one advantage DC has is they have the two Toms. They have Tom Taylor and they have Tom King uh, mm-hmm. doing pretty exclusively DC work, although they do some independence and stuff, but they're not yeah, I don't. Yeah, they're not exclusive. One of the nice things, so people are like, what does it mean when you're exclusive at a publisher? Well, the main thing is you're getting a monthly paycheck and you're getting insurance. Right. Yeah, that's the main thing. You're not like an independent mm-hmm. uh, right. contractor, basically. But right. the, the the two Toms are killing it. Like they are, their mm-hmm. work is probably the best in the in the larger, you know, in the mainstream industry of comics right now. And yeah. when you don't when you have them over there just killing it issue after issue, I just think that's hard to compete with. Like you, you just don't have anybody right now that's doing that over at Marvel and there are plenty of voices or names and and people mm-hmm. doing great work. It's not that. It's just mm-hmm. that I don't know how you tie the two toms down. Those guys are crazy. Crazy yeah, good. Yeah. Yeah. And if people want to look for some other great writers, obviously James uh, Tynan the fourth, uh, I mentioned has got the best writer of the year, but look at Cullen Bunn. He does some great horror stuff. Um, uh, sixth gun is probably one of his best known works, although he's done a bunch of other stuff. Uh, they're about to relaunch the sixth gun, uh, very soon. They're doing a Kickstarter right now where they're collecting all of the sixth gun run into a, a series of omnibuy or omnibuses. Um, uh, but, uh, then we're going to get a new sixth gun series coming up in 2024. So that's from Oni press. So be on the lookout for that. But, uh, he's a great one too, but, uh, you know, he's not doing anything over at Marvel Comics right now, to yeah. my knowledge. If you all have not read The Six Gun, I it implore you to read it. It's so good. So good. Um, and he's done a lot of other stuff people like. Uncanny mm-hmm. X-Men, like you mentioned. Uh, X-Men Blue Magneto, which mm-hmm. is like a Pokemon almost. <laughs> <Just kidding. laughs> gotta uh, catch them all. Yeah, you gotta catch all those Blue <laughs> Magnetos. Uh, all right, well, there's that. Uh, if you want to read the entire listing of uh, who won and, and who was up against everybody, you can read all that at Majorspoilers.com. Steven, is there anything else going on on the site that you want to tell people about? Uh, I think if you're just wanting to kind of know what the publishers are, are doing, then definitely check out the solicitations each week or each month when we when we post them. We've got most of the big publishers up there right now, although there's some smaller publishers that, that we get uh, some information about what they have in coming months. That'll give you an idea of where the publishers are going and what they're thinking. Yep. But if you're looking for great reviews and commentary on comic books in the comic book world, definitely check out MajorSpoilers.com. And if you're looking for some really cool comic book-related podcasts, we've got them too, the Major Spoilers podcast. 
podcast is great. This week we have Rand Bellavia of uh, Ookla the Mock fame. He's back again. We're going to be talking about The Champions Volume 1. That's a Ms. Marvel comic. Uh, for those of you who are like, oh, they killed Ms. Marvel. She's, mm-hmm. she's back this week. Don't worry. But yeah, we'll be yeah. talking about The Champions this week on the Major Spoilers podcast. And I know it's like late July and everyone thinks that now is the time that the temperatures are going <laughs> to cool off. But man, we're going to be up in the upper 90s uh, after having a, a whole summer of no 90 degree weather. Jeez. We're in the upper 90s this week. And so you can bet that I'm going to stay hydrated and I hope everyone else stays Aww, hydrated. We're going to try, well. man. Thanks. Uh, it's something I noticed about that weather. Um, everyone's like, oh, it's 85 to 90. I don't know how I can take it. I'm like, man, it's 103 here every day. Yeah, we had hundred and we had 102, 103 yesterday. Yeah, it's so hot right now in the mountain, yeah. Intermountain West, freaking Kansas. You guys are fine. All right. <laughs> um, one thing I was going to say, what was it? It was something to tell you because I knew you'd be interested and then I forgot about it. And mm. uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, oh, I know what it is. Uh, yeah. PSA, a little programming PSA for people uh, okay. to know oh, yeah. kind of moving forward. We've done a little bit of a change up on our on how we schedule things to try to maximize our schedule. Some days we're overloaded with guests and other days we're not. So we've uh, redistributed power a little bit uh, throughout the network. And so here's what you can expect. Every other Monday, although next Monday we're not here, so still the next person will be Bobby. But every other Monday you get Steven and the other Monday you get Bobby. Bobby's moving from Tuesdays to Mondays. Uh, Lots more go. time for Bobby to 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 talk science with. Oh us. yeah, big time. He gets the whole episode to himself basically, and so does Stephen mm-hmm. when he's on. So uh, both those guys will be sharing Mondays, and we'll be doing those every other on Tuesdays. Tuesdays are the biggest shakeup uh, where we've just really moved everything around. Starting tomorrow, Dan Dan the Tabletop Man will be here for his monthly appearance. Bill will be on next after that. Amy after that, Travis after that. We're going to do that Travis thing uh, once a month. So that's even a new thing. Uh, But Amy's moving from Thursdays. Uh, Dan from obscurity to regularity, and and uh, we're going to give Bill a little more wide wide berth to to you know build up his topics and stuff. It'll help help Amy too. I mean, how hard is it, or how easy is it to have a book? She every can't damn read week? a new book every week, to, and and what if that book isn't bad, isn't good? You know, she like, well, what do I do? I've spent all this time reading this book, and it's not very good. How do I talk about exactly. it? Exactly. So we got a rotating uh, list there, and we give everybody basically to get their own episode to be a guest instead of this like slapdash. Everybody get on here and get out of here kind of thing yeah uh wednesdays we're keeping tom and recommendals where they're at and on thursdays wendy is back to owning thursdays mm-hmm. she owns it and she needs it because yep. that's we need that room on thursdays and not rushing everybody yeah. else that I always felt so people. rushed because yeah we'd have our thursday chat then we'd bring in amy and be like oh my god it's almost 10 o'clock we've got it we got to amy's just finished talking about clay and now we have to get a book yeah and i don't want to kick her out i hate it i hate that feeling of like oh hurry up Amy, you know because i don't want her to hurry up i want to spend time with her so that's what we're going to do so that's the plan moving forward it's all pretty simple and straightforward but uh we look forward to uh, bobby's science segment on mondays coming up soon uh dan tomorrow will be great plus everybody else it's all good in the hood Uh all right uh finally a follow-up from jeff sire in canada who says this (laughs) Uh, just to comment on what Wendy said today, this is last Thursday, on how equality can feel like oppression. I can't remember where I read this, but I thought it was the perfect description. If you have been leading a race your whole life by a couple of laps, just seeing somebody in the distance over your shoulder can be panic-inducing, says Jeff. Mm-hmm. I think that's, that's a really uh, great way to illustrate that. It's very, very, uh, uh, what's, the, what's the word? It's very astute. Astute. 
Yes, I like that. We haven't used the word astute in about 100 years. Let's do it. Let's get it out there. Haven't used it in a while, so I'm using it now. That's an astute observation that he made. Jeff Sire, everybody. Watch him as he goes. Next, we have this, uh, a note, a text we got about the Shire. Right, uh, which which uh, ironically is in response to Jeff's message about uh, about Mayor. Uh, oh right, <laughs> I forgot he was the one. Yeah, that was not on yeah. purpose, but it's all tied together. He says, "Hey Sam and Bilbo, uh, the Shire City, or is the Shire a city? The Shire is a region. Hobbiton is the village within the region. Very good, very good. That makes yep. sense. So right? He's the mayor, the mayor of Hobbiton. That's right. Here in the region of Shire, or the Shire. That's right." Uh, nicely done. Thank you for the clarification. We will never have to bring up that Shire bullshit again, ever. We're done. <laughs> no, please, please, let's not. <laughs> so you can be like Jeff, send us an email, morningstream at gmail.com, or you can be like uh, this uh, anonymous person and send us a text, 801-471-0462, anytime you like. Uh, we're going to get out of here before we do. want to mention that uh, Patreon is a thing, and it's a thing that supports the show and makes it run. So hop on over today and sign up today. Get all that cool art in the mail, them couch parties, them monthly benefits, the pre-show content every day, the ad-free experience. All of it can be yours right now simply by signing up at patreon.com slash TMS. Brian, that's going to do it for us. Do you do you have anything else before we go? Uh, I don't. Um, I'm in the, uh, the throes of listening to 311 right now for Soundography, and I'm getting to what I consider to be the albums that I really, really dig for them, starting with Evolver. Uh, you know, I like Sound System. I like... Uh, um, bits and pieces from their earlier albums, but Evolver is where I feel like ah, oh, this is this is where I'm really into 311. I'm curious when you get to their latest two albums, which are f- fairly recent, how you'll feel. Yeah, because I because there's love one them. that's a, a regular album and one that's instrumental versions of the songs. Oh, from right, album. same album, right? Yeah, yeah. except with yeah. instrumental. Yeah, that that one with the words, the one that they just put out normal, uh-huh. Uh-huh. is some of my favorite of they've ever done. I love it. So cool. I'm oh, curious what you'll it. what you'll think when you get to it. So. We'll see. Yeah, well, and and if you're jonesing for a brand new uh, soundography episode, I'm posting one today uh, focusing on the Bangles. You might think it's a Susanna Hoffs band, um, and if you only look at their greatest hits, you'd you'd be right. But if you look at their deeper cuts, it's it's a Michael Steele band, man. Michael Steele, um, the vocalist for a lot of Bangles music that I think is as good and in some cases better than what got thrown out as singles. Oh, wow. And uh, she gave another another genuinely unique voice to a band that already had a very unique voice in Susanna Hoffs. So um, the Bengals uh, getting posted here uh, later today. Nice. I like the Bengals too. Big fan. Yeah. Uh, well, great. Let's do a song. Speaking of music, let's do a song. Let's got. Let's get one out. What do we got? Uh, okay. How about this one right here? Michael Hennessy, who goes by the name Nighttime in Discord and the streams and stuff, said, Hey, Sour Mash and Barley, on this day, 10 years ago, my beautiful wife actually tied herself to me in matrimony. 10 years later, I'm still shocked that she hasn't come to her senses. She sh- supports me in my hatred of stupid, all while teaching young minds while going to school for her own masters at the same time. Here's to 10 more years. Hell, hell no to the snow, though. She grew up in the desert and hates all things snow. Thanks, Michael. <laughs> Fair enough. 
Very good. Um, he wanted either a cover of uh, May It Be by Enya or In Your Eyes by Peter Gabriel. I'm going with the latter of mm. the two because I have 80-something covers of In Your Eyes by Peter Gabriel, and that's, by golly, what you're going to hear. This is a newer one, though. This came out uh, a couple of years ago, and it was a single released by a band that uh, uh, you maybe haven't thought of since the 90s when they put out a single called Good. They are better than good. They're better than Ezra. And this was a single, their, their version of In Your Eyes by Peter Gabriel that came out in 2020. Here is Better Than Ezra. All right, here we go. Real quick, I, don't, I didn't know this, but Susanna Hoffs, who I think still looks incredible. She does, yeah. Is 64 years old and I don't understand. Yeah. I don't understand her genes. Yeah. What the heck? She doesn't no. even look like she's had work done. She's just beautiful from the day she was born. She'll she die is. beautiful. She's just a, well, I don't get it. Humans, she, other humans don't is. look like this. I don't get it. <laughs> we don't stand a chance. No, we don't. I've already, we're already <laughs> screwed. So anyway, yeah, yeah. Live, live long, Susanna Hoffs. All right, that's it. Thanks everybody for listening. We'll see you tomorrow. Come
Get more at frogpants.com. I'm Rick Perry, and I approve this message. Uh, I remember Rick.